Hey, this is Paul Tomko, and you're listening to episode 38 of The Anti-Aging Lifestyle. Look, you only get one shot at this thing called life. And your lifestyle, the decisions you make every day, are either making you age faster or slower. Anti-aging is my passion. My goal is to give you the tools to live a long, healthy life. And of course, make sure you look good along your journey. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to use this podcast to help find those answers so we can all live our best life. Let's get started. What is going on? Hope everyone's having an amazing week. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys follow space or space exploration, but this week was definitely an exciting week for us. And I say us because uh, I used to do engineering in that field way back when, but we had the first human crewed mission completed with SpaceX and we had a, a water ocean landing. Bob and Doug astronauts are both back safely. There was a time period where the U.S. didn't send anyone to space unless we were jumping on a, a Russian uh, rocket, which was not ideal once the space shuttle had retired. But it's a pretty exciting time for a space exploration, no matter which country that you're living in, but especially in America, just because we finally have a program that's getting up and running again, and it's uh, exciting. But <laughs> that's not what today's episode is about. Today is all about the best snacks for fat loss. And this is an exciting topic because one of the most common topics I get regarding the health and overall nutrition is always around fat loss. I mean, most people want to be lean in shape. They want to look good. And a big part of looking their best and feeling good about their body is by having a, a relatively low body fat where you can see the definition, where you have a real good shape to your body. And that is what a lot of people struggle with. So a lot of people are always asking me tips for how to maximize fat loss. So today's episode is a small kind of component of that and in terms of what kind of snacks you can have and including your daily diet to optimize fat loss. So when we talk about fat loss, I've talked about this many times before, but it's always good to remind ourselves, fat loss is the goal, not weight loss. There's very few people out there I would say almost no people out there that want to actually lose muscle, muscle tone, or that want to lose bone density or bone weight. Most people, when they talk about weight loss, they really mean fat loss. Because when you start losing bone density, that just leads to fractures and broken bones. Like No one wants that. When we talk about muscle loss, we're talking about losing muscle tone. Uh, Oftentimes, we're talking about getting weaker and opening up your chance of getting injured more. So most people do not want to lose muscle. They want to lose adipose tissue. They want to lose fat. And at a high level, fat loss is a very, very simple concept. You just have to burn more calories than you take in. If you do that, you will lose weight and some of that weight will be fat. Now, obviously, there are different variables that you can control to try to optimize the percentage of fat that you're losing when you lose weight so that you're not losing so much muscle and you're losing primarily fat. For example, if you're doing resistance training, whether that's with weights or bands or body weight, any kind of weight-bearing exercise is going to help reduce the amount of muscle loss and also bone density loss as you lose weight. 
Also, depending on your age and your hormone levels, that's also going to play a factor in how much fat you're losing versus how much muscle that you're losing. Now, when I'm working with a client to lose weight, I almost never want them to just start eating less as the only way to lose weight. If that's all they're doing, if they just stop eating so much and they start eating less and they're not working out, nothing else, normally that does not work for too many people. Unless you are unique and you have a very, very fast metabolism, for most people, if you just start eating less, that is not a long-term sustainable approach to fat loss. You need to, normally for most people, you need to add some kind of resistance training, some kind of interval training if possible, depending on your mobility something that you're doing to increase the amount of calories that you're burning that are going to help boost your metabolism. Because again, when you start eating less food, when you cut back on food intake, your metabolism actually slows down. It's not ideal. It is not a sustainable way to lose body fat. You want to try to do things that are boosting your metabolism, where you're you're burning more and more body fat as a way to get leaner, because that is much more sustainable over time. Okay, so say that you are following this advice and you are doing some resistance training. You're getting some regular workouts in. So now you want to focus on your nutrition as a way to help shed some of those extra pounds. So what can you do? Again, from a fat loss standpoint, very simple concept, burn more calories than you're taking in. But before we go into those fat loss foods and my favorite kind of quote unquote foods for fat loss, I want to talk about the overarching theme and debate of whether or not we should be snacking or not. I mean, if health and fat loss is the goal, should we be snacking at all? Or should we just be fasting between our bigger meals? And like many questions out there in the universe, in the ether, this answer is also going to depend. Fasting definitely has its benefits, for sure. But the most important thing that you want to think about is how much you're eating throughout the entire day, not just at any particular meal. For example, examples are always easiest to kind of understand these things. Say, for example, that you burn 2,000 calories on average just from your basal metabolic rate. And then say that you work out every day and that on average you burn about 500 calories during your workout. That means in total, every single day, if you're working out, you're burning about 2,500 calories. Again, 2,000 from your metabolism, just from naturally burning and keeping you alive, and then 500 from your workout. So that means sometime during the day, you need to eat 2,500 calories sometime, anytime during the day in order for you to maintain your weight. Now, if you were eating five times a day, let's say you're eating three bigger meals and then you have two snacks in between, but you stay under your 2,500 calorie daily burn that we just talked about, you will lose weight. And if you do it right, you're going to be losing body fat. And say on the other hand, say that you're fasting all day and you eat all your calories in a single meal, but that single meal has more than 2,500 calories. Well, in this case, you will gain weight. So again, it's not that important whether you're eating five times a day, like in this example, or if you're eating one time a day in this other example. What matters the most is how much you're eating overall for the entire day, how many calories you're taking in. That's going to determine whether or not you're losing body fat. So my recommendation, whether to snack or not, is to do what works best for you. You know your body best. You know whether you function better with snacking throughout the day to kind of keep energy levels up or just not eating and going long periods of time without eating. And maybe you find your, your blood sugar levels are more stable that way. 
For me personally, most of my life, I have been a a grazer. I would say even a a professional grazer, <laughs> like a professional snack eating machine. My family is big on movies, and I can literally eat my dinner so slowly that I can make sure that I'm eating for the entire movie, like two plus hours, not a problem. You know, and that means like my main course, my salad, my dessert. I can eat super slow. I have mastered the art of eating constantly while I'm working. And if we go to the, like a movie theater, for example, back in the day when we were still allowed to go to the movie theaters pre-coronavirus days, I would normally just buy snacks or bring a bunch of snacks in from Trader Joe's in a bag, and I would literally make sure that I'm eating the entire movie. For me, it just made the experience that much more fun. I mean. Yeah, I definitely ate some weird things in the theater sometimes. Like, for example, in high school, I remember bringing in a large Tupperware full of cereal, dry cereal, and I think there was cut up bananas and some blueberries in the Tupperware as well. And I hid it in my jacket, and I also brought a thermos of milk that I I hid in one of my jacket sleeves. And I literally had cereal and milk during the movie. Like that's just it's a fact. I. It's kind of weird to acknowledge these facts at this point in my life, but my dad thought I was really weird, and、uh, I probably was pretty weird back then. But like I said, professional grazer. I mean, I was an athlete growing up, so through junior high school, high school, even in college, I was always snacking in between meals. I was just hungry all the time, and when I say always, I mean always snacking. I would always bring. You know, four or five different types of snacks every day to high school, whether it was fruit or nuts, rice crackers, trail mix, dry cereal, energy bars, protein bars, chips, like you name it. I probably brought it to school as long as it was relatively healthy, quote unquote, relatively, at least back then in terms of my understanding of health. In in fact, senior year of high school. Before we left for college, we all won different titles. Like who was most likely to be successful? Who was most likely to become a CEO? Who was most likely to become a movie star? And I won the most likely person to be eating in class. Like I kid you not, I cannot make this stuff up. Everyone thought it was funny because it was very very true. I was always always eating in class. My parents didn't really see the humor in it, but hey, that's all right. But like I said, professional grazer. That being said, in more recent years, especially the last five years or so, I've pretty much stopped becoming a grazer. I mean, there are times when I get so so busy just with the work that I'm doing that snacking honestly just seemed more like an inconvenience to me or like a distraction. So I pretty much stopped snacking between meals just so I could focus 100% on my work. Then, of course, when I started doing some intermittent fasting, I did IF for a couple years on and off, and I still do it to a certain extent these days. I began to really understand that my need to snack was definitely just a personal choice. It did not affect my fat loss or my muscle growth. So whether you want to snack or not, it is completely up to you. Just make sure. That you're keeping your overall caloric consumption for the entire day. Keep that in check. Keep that in mind. So that being said, what are my favorite snacks for fat loss? Now, for me, let's talk about the concept for a second. To me, the perfect fat loss snack would be something that was a high in nutrition but low in calories. B very filling. 
That means having a high satiety index, something that makes you feel full, either because it is large in volume or because it just increases your general overall satiety, whether it's because of high water content or fiber or high fat. And C would be something that is portion controlled or if it's not portion controlled, something that is non-addictive. So let's break this down. Again, A, high in nutrition but low in calories. Foods that are high in nutrition, normally when we talk about high in nutrition, we're talking about lots of vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, fiber, and low in calories, which normally when you talk about low in calories, it means that it's going to be something that has a higher water content. And these things are almost exclusively going to be whole vegetables and fruits. Dried fruits are normally, they have like sugar added to it, so they don't really count because you're literally drying out the fruit and you're decreasing the water content, so it's making you less full. But you're also adding in more sugar, which are going to boost the amount of calories in that dried fruit content. And that second criteria, B, something that is very filling or high on the satiety index. That just means, again, something that's high in water content, lots of fiber. The fiber literally expands in your stomach, making you feel more full. Or something that has a higher fat content. Fat tends to slow down your digestion rate, making the food sit in your stomach longer, making us feel full quicker. Now, fat content can be a bit of a controversial topic because, as you know, like I mentioned, fat is filling, but it's also very high in calories. Fat is, you know, it comes in at 9 calories per gram of fat versus 4 calories per gram of carbohydrates or protein. But I am okay with eating fat as long as that fat comes in a natural form, something like a fresh avocado or raw or slightly roasted whole nuts. For example, I do not recommend higher fat items when the fat is in the form of oils or animal fat. If you think about something delicious like a pepperoni pizza, and there's lots of fat from the vegetable oil that's in, in the dough, in the sauce. There's animal fat coming from the cheese, the pepperoni. Plus, when you add in all the sugar that's in the sauce, you add in extra salt in the dough, in the sauce, in the cheese, plus the texture, the mouthfeel of a freshly baked pizza. I mean, that just sounds good, right? It's starting to make me hungry now just thinking about it. But, and just a side note, when I think about this delicious pizza, I mean, I love pizza. But my easiest way to avoid the temptation of eating pizza is mentally I just break down what I'm eating. And I know I'm eating enriched bleached flour, soybean oil, sugar, I mean, uh, just low quality animal protein. And just knowing that I'm putting in in my body these these foods that are very bad for my health, that's that's kind of my mental trick that I use to to help control myself from eating foods that smell delicious, look delicious, make your taste buds water, but you know, you know you're just eating garbage. So obviously there are certain times when I do eat quote-unquote garbage and I just enjoy the taste and I don't even care about nutrition, but that is the 1%, that is the 5% at the very most. That is the exception, not the rule. But the point is, these foods that taste amazing are very, very dangerous to your fat loss goals because the fat is literally hidden in the ingredients in the pizza. And your your taste buds are so distracted by the fact that the texture is good, there's salt, there's, there's sugar, there's all these things going on. So you end up taking in a lot more calories than you should be taking in. 
and you end up getting very, very little nutrition. Which brings me to my final point of the ideal fat loss snack, which is C, which is something that's portion controlled or non-addictive. For example, say that I'm eating something like raw, plain almonds. Now, to me, these are non-addictive and they have a lot of fiber, a lot of natural fat. So I don't really need to portion control myself when it comes to serving sizes because you just can't eat that many raw almonds before you start feeling full. So unless you have a, a significantly slower metabolism, I wouldn't worry about eating too many raw almonds. Now, that being said, if I'm eating some crunchy roasted almonds that are flavored with you know, wasabi flavor or salt and vinegar, then suddenly you turn these almonds into something that's much more dangerous to your overall fat loss goals because they taste amazing. They taste addictive. When you have that sugar, that salt, all that flavor, you can end up eating the entire can and you can get so many calories in, your fat loss goals are, are done for the day. In fact, you will probably gain fat that day. So if you're going to be eating something that's kind of very addictive because of the flavoring, then you really need to make sure that it's portion controlled. Now, if you're talking about eating any kind of fresh vegetables of any kind, I'm talking celery sticks, carrot sticks, cucumbers, uh, bell pepper slices, you can literally eat as much as you want. There is no limit you will lose fat no matter what. Now, that being said, if you do add some dipping hummus or maybe a side of ranch, well, in that case, you do want to portion control those. You do want to keep your hummus in moderation if you're trying to keep your calories in check. You want to keep the amount of salad dressing that you're using in moderation because, again, you're adding in that sodium, the extra sugar and oil that are going to make these things much more addictive. But hey, if you don't like veggie sticks normally and you can't eat veggie sticks by themselves and you find that dipping the very tip of each veggie stick into a little bit of ranch helps you get down those veggies, by all means, do it. It's still worth it. But if you're going to be eating like an entire packet of ranch, obviously that is, that is not ideal. And the same thing goes with fruit. Fresh, whole fruit Literally, just about anyone, you can eat that to your heart's content. There is no limit, especially the lower sugar varieties, things like apples and pears, watermelon and berries. They're incredibly filling because of all the water content and the fiber. But even fruits with a higher sugar content, things like bananas or mangoes, papayas, these are perfectly okay for just about any type of person. If you are a diabetic, you might want to keep these things in moderation. The verdict is still out on that. But overall, fruit, whole fruit is very, very healthy. And it's not going to hold you back from your fat loss goals. Because even though these fruits are sweet, they taste very sweet. There's a ton of water. There's a ton of fiber. And these things will make you feel full more quickly. But also that fiber is going to slow down how quickly that sugar is broken down and absorbed into your body. So you're not going to get a huge spike in your insulin like you would if you're eating refined sugars or added sugars. It's not the same response in your body. But with that being said, once you start changing the form of natural fruits, for example, dried mangoes where you're removing the water and adding in extra sugar, suddenly they become very addictive. Or things like banana chips where you're literally frying the bananas Anytime you're adding in any kind of sugar or salt or fat or texture, suddenly you can make a healthy food that you can normally eat without any concern into an addictive food that can 
add in way more calories than you actually think you're eating. So just to kind of summarize that third point, just try to focus on eating things that are non-addictive. Or if you are eating something that has extra flavor, really make sure that those are portion controlled. So now to give you my overall favorite snacks for fat loss. Again, it's a very simple one. We talked about half of them already. So raw veggies, literally, like I said earlier, no limit. There's tons of nutrition, lots of water, lots of fiber, making you feel full. And if you find raw veggies difficult to eat, it's okay to dip them in a little container with salad dressing or hummus. Just try to stick to healthier versions of those salad dressings if you can. Something that has a lower sugar content or a healthier oil choice. Or the best thing that you can actually do is to make your own homemade dressing without the extra sugar, without the extra salt, and using only the best extra virgin organic olive oil and maybe a little bit of balsamic vinegar for a light sweetness. But literally, veggies for days. They are one of the best things that you can be eating for a snack. My second recommendation, again, is whole fruit, like I mentioned multiple times. My personal favorite is organic Fuji apples. I normally slice up two whole apples and munch on that after my workout, and it's very filling. It boosts my antioxidants, so I kind of reduce my inflammation after a workout. And yeah, they're just so nutritious and very filling. Like, I don't care how hungry you are, how famished you are. If you try eating like three apples, by the time you get to that third apple, again, I don't care how hungry you were, I guarantee you, you're going to start feeling kind of full. And you're only going to be set back maybe 200 calories at the very most. Compare that to a couple slices of pizza that are easily going to cost you probably 1500 calories or over a thousand for sure. So 200 calories from three apples, I mean, that's nothing. That is nothing at all. Apples have also been linked to help reduce stomach fat in particular, which is an amazing benefit. (laughs) But just to play devil's advocate here and choosing a fruit that has higher sugar content, let's say, for example, that you choose to eat bananas because, you know, bananas are great. They're they're self-containing. They don't really make a mess when you're eating them. They don't make your hands sticky. So maybe you would like to eat a banana or two during your day as a snack, but you're worried about the higher sugar content. Again, when is the last time that you ate more than two bananas in a single sitting? I mean, it it just doesn't happen. It's very rare to see that. They will fill you up. They have a lot of water, a lot of fiber. Years ago, back when I was still designing satellites, I would oftentimes be in meetings in remote parts of the country, meeting with vendors from different companies all day long, easily 12, 14-hour days regularly, traveling on the road, living out of hotels. And when I got busy, I needed to get some kind of healthy calories in. And I would go to the store and I would heavily rely on bananas and raw nuts and apples to kind of fill me and keep me energized throughout the day without eating too many calories. So some days I would eat literally throughout the entire day, I would eat seven bananas, which is crazy just to think about. But they were so filling, they kept me going for the entire day. And overall, I was still eating a fairly low amount of calories. And it was very easy because they were so filling. It made it very easy for me to pass up on an unhealthy lunch that they were serving. Maybe they were serving something like a pasta or pizza or lasagna. Or maybe something like lox and bagels for breakfast if I was visiting a vendor in New York City or New Jersey area. But the point is, eating these whole fruits were an excellent, a very healthy option for helping keep me very, very lean, even though I was going long periods of time without eating a a large meal. 
So if you like eating fresh, raw fruit, that is a great option for you if you want to find a healthy snack. And that is not going to be the reason why you gain body fat. And like I mentioned multiple times, my third recommendation is raw nuts. Again, incredibly filling. And for the rare scenario where you're on a very, very low calorie budget for your day, well, the first thing I would say is focus on increasing your metabolism. Find ways to slowly eat more food over time. Perform regular HIT workouts, high-intensity training workouts. Do some resistance training. Find things that are going to boost your metabolism. But for most people, as long as your metabolism is not super, super slow, eating raw nuts, you don't really need a limit on them. That being said, if they're slightly roasted, for example, they can still be very, very healthy and a great option for you. But because they have a more satisfying crunch to them normally, you may want to, you know, some people may want to limit how much they're eating of a nut variety if it's slightly roasted because you can sometimes eat more than you should because the texture is starting to change. And again, anytime that you're eating any kind of flavored nuts, whether it's from added sugar or salt, that is game over. Definitely try to avoid it. Or if you can't avoid it, really try to limit your, your intake. Okay, I get it. You do not want to eat fresh vegetables, fruits, or raw nuts. (laughs) You have heard this enough. You want to hear some other options. So what can you eat? Well, the most important thing to remember is just try to find things that are filling. For example, those Quaker rice cakes can be very filling, high in fiber, and a great option for you. Air-popped popcorn can also be fantastic. Just make sure that you're using uh, a natural seasoning because obviously once you start throwing oil or any kind of butter on top of your air pop popcorn, the calories are going to rack up really quick. So make sure that you're doing air popped and make sure that you're using a natural seasoning. And there's lots of options for natural seasonings that are low in calories. Just go online and there's a big list of them that you can find. Uh, One of my other big favorite snack options would be whole edamame or also known as soybeans. And those are packed with fiber and tons of protein as well. And I have no problem eating soybeans or soy as long as it's coming in the form of a whole soybean, a whole edamame bean. If you're a lady, that's not going to affect your estrogen levels. You're not going to have to worry about increasing your risk of breast cancer or any kind of cancer. If you're a man, you don't have to worry about increasing estrogen levels or decreasing testosterone levels. These are all myths especially when you're eating whole soybeans. Now, there may be some truth to the whole soy controversy if you're eating very processed soy, for example, soy protein or tons and tons of soy milk and tofu and very excessive amounts. That may influence your hormone levels to a certain extent. But if you're eating whole, fresh soybeans and edamame, there's really nothing to be worried about. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it may not seem like you have too many options, but honestly... There are many different types of veggies, many different types of fruits and nuts, and they are all fair game as long as they are natural and unprocessed. Now, if there are other foods that you are unsure about, just try to keep in mind the fundamentals that we went over today. Try to find things that are maximizing your nutrition. Try to find things that are filling, high water content, lots of fiber or natural fat. Try to avoid things that are processed, things that are salted with sugar added, Or, of course, anything that is fried, like chips. And if you're trying to eat something like baked chips, just be very careful because baked means that they're going to be very crunchy 
normally have salt added and maybe some kind of sugar added as well, depending on the flavor of the chips that you're eating. And they're going to have very low water content, so they're going to be less filling. And they're probably going to be pretty low in fiber as well. So these are all not good things. So unless your metabolism is very, very fast, if you're trying to lose body fat, I would just make it easier on yourself and try to avoid these things that are more addictive and more damaging. For example, even baked chips. But that's it for this episode on healthy snack options if you're trying to maximize your fat loss. Now, if there are other foods that you are unsure about and you want to hear my recommendation, whether or not it's healthy or not, or if it's going to impede your fat loss or not, you can always send your questions about food. Uh, you can send me a message on my Instagram, Paul underscore Tomko, and I'll get back to you that way. But that's it for this episode. For right now, we're going to roll into Tomko tip 38, where we're going to be talking about the power and the dangers of external influence. So let's get into that right now. Here we go. Today on Tomco Tip 38, I want to talk about the power and the dangers potentially of external influence. Now, very few of us are truly free as we go through this world. Oftentimes, as we go through life, there's going to be certain things that we want to do personally, things that we desire to do, desire to see or accomplish or even attempt to do, only to find that we are influenced in a certain direction by someone else. Now, they say that the average person will meet somewhere along the lines of 10,000 people in their entire lifetime. Normally, though, there's only a very small number of those people in your life whose opinions you actually care about. These could be your parents, your siblings, other family members, maybe your spouse or significant other. It could be a good friend or a close coworker. But the point is, there's normally multiple people in your life that do have a strong influence on the course of your life. Now, the first step is to be aware of who in your life actually has the power to influence your decisions. Do not be blind to this. We are all being influenced in one way or another, even if it's very subtle. So don't fall into the trap to think that you're not being influenced because if you do think that you truly are not being influenced by anyone, you probably need to increase your awareness or your perspective in life and realize that you are. Now, the next step is to try to understand whether those influences are truly in your best interest or not. Now, this is not always easy. Oftentimes, especially when it comes to our family members or a close friend, they may be truly trying to help you. In their mind, they may be acting and telling you things that they truly, truly believe to be in your best interest. But keep in mind, everyone else, they are all viewing your life through their own life filters, through their own fears and insecurities. And those fears oftentimes do not apply to you. I mean, sometimes they do, but most times these fears that they have about themselves are irrational and they do not apply to yourself. Only you know yourself best. And you have to be honest with yourself about what you truly want, what's truly going to make you happy. And once you determine what that is, you have to go for it. Now, it can be helpful sometimes in terms of just overall stress and happiness in your life to do your best to try to explain yourself to the people that you truly care about, why you want to do what you want to do. But realize at the end of the day, they are all going through their own internal struggles 
and they also have their own network of friends and family whose opinions may also be influencing their own opinions without even realizing it. They may actually agree with your decision, but the fear of the opinion of their close network may be holding them back. You have no idea what's driving their decisions and what's driving their recommendations that they give you. I mean, human beings, after all, through evolution, have oftentimes lived in a pack or a herd mentality in order to survive. It was very, very important to your survival and protection to be accepted by your tribe or your group. But we live in different times now, so realize this. At the end of the day, you have to do what you want to do with your life. Make your own destiny. Make your own smile. You have that power, and you always will. But that's it for this episode, and until next time, thanks. Love you guys.